It's very different. It's very unique. I like it particularly than those other methods because it's brewed fresh. It's brewed quick, and you really get the most out of the coffee. I would say in terms of the experience, from the aroma, the mouthfeel,、um, when you read the tasting notes from the roasters, really pulls out all of those. Awesome qualities that you may not get with、um, cold brew or drip coffee that you pour ice over. So that's a that's a huge reason why yeah, I I enjoy you know, making Japanese flash brew. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for everything coffee. Whether you want to impress your local barista, or you're just looking to make the best cup of coffee with the equipment that you have at home, Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee, is the best place to just sit back and learn all this stuff. If you're looking to just Build a base knowledge of coffee. Start with season one. Season one and two goes chronologically through coffee. So we start in season one and we go what I call seed to shelf, and then in season two, which we're in now, we go from shelf to sip. And we're currently in brewing, and today we're going to be talking about Japanese flash brew. Katie, have you ever done Japanese flash brew? I have never done that before. But do you know what it is? Sort I, of. Okay, like give me, give me like if if you had to like describe it or attempt to describe it, what would you say? Isn't it kind of like? I know that you do something with the eyes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like you use water for the pour、eyes. over. Yeah. Uh huh. So I like Japanese flash brew. It's um. It is different,、um, and um, it's not my go-to、um, every morning or most mornings. But it's definitely a way to do it. But interestingly, our guest today,、um, he does his coffee this way at home just about every morning,、um, but mainly because it's hot and he's looking for a way to get, you know, cool. Yeah, cool coffee. Gotcha. And so you know. Katie, you were talking a second ago about、um, like what the ice has to do with、uh-huh. it. So your ice, really, the goal is to get it cooled down,、um, right? And and part of that, and I don't want to steal the thunder from the interview, but part of that is you're going to capture some aromatics、Ooh. and keep some stuff in the coffee that、That's、otherwise, yeah, otherwise you would lose in hot drip coffee. All right. So, and you know, if somebody's listening to the interview with Mark,、uh, who lives in Hawaii and who works for Saver Brands, when or close to when this comes out, this will be a real important episode because towards the end we're going to talk about how the wildfires in Maui specifically、uh-huh. affected the coffee community. Yeah, that was awful. It was pretty awful, like the videos and pictures too. Yeah, they looked pretty bad.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it it did definitely affect the coffee community there, and you'll have to listen through to the end, especially at the end of the interview,、uh, 
um, to see kind of how that affected the coffee community and, and what you want to wonders out there can do to help. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Mark, good to have you on. Hey, aloha, Kenneth. Always <laughs> great to talk to you. Great to see you again. I just love, I love starting out with, uh, with aloha. That's, you know, we should do that in Mississippi is, uh, instead of being like, Hey y'all, we should, we should just say aloha. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, gotta, you know, represent, you know, I was, um, very, you know, lucky, fortunate, you know, to be born and raised here in Hawaii, but, you know, also getting a chance to, to meet you back in, I think like 2017 at, uh, at Roasters Guild Retreat. Yeah. So it's always great to, to see you and seeing, you know, humble, humble grow. So yeah, yeah, thanks for this opportunity to talk to you today. No, that's when we were, that's when we were like, uh, we actually announced, uh, you know, the, the company period, um, at that Roasters Retreat, you and I were on a team and we, and we won, our team won the competition and we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, I was a baby in the industry, but, you know, you were one of those, you know, always going to, I always share this story with people, you know, that, that experience and you, you particular, you know, you really took me under and just showed me how to cup, how to, you know, how to do, how to do all these amazing things in coffee. So yeah, really great to see you and um, how you've grown and yeah, this podcast. So thank you. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll talk uh, closer to the end of the show, but uh, Mark is with Saver Brands uh, for all you coffee folks out there, um, a great uh, company to work with as far as like coffee bags. So if you're looking for like tricked out coffee bags, um, they are the people to go to. But we'll get to that in a second. We're mainly going to be talking about Japanese flash brew coffee today. Um, so, you know, I asked you, Mark, um, what I, I gave you like a list of some different um you know, different brewing methods that we could potentially talk about. Um, I wanted to get you on and, um, you picked this one. So I'm curious of, of the list, like why, why this one? I immediately saw that on the list because that's the one that I'm most familiar with and the one that I actually do enjoy, uh, preparing and, uh, drinking, drinking the most, um, you know, here in Hawaii, we have a huge, you know, we're very diverse in terms of our ethnicities and cultures, yeah. things like that. Me in particular, you know, I'm multi-ethnic. I am like half Japanese, but okay. you know, just, you know, it's just the, you know, beyond that, just the taste of Japanese uh, iced coffee or flash brew as they call it. Um, you know, here in Hawaii, it's always hot. We don't really have snow or, you know, we don't, <laughs> we don't have, you know, most of the, one of the islands, a couple of islands that we do, but um yeah, weather here is pretty warm, so always making a good, you know, cup of cold coffee is um, is always a treat. And yeah. um, I, I like the the flash brew, the Japanese iced coffee for sure. Okay, so tell me this, just as an aside. So, like, what what yeah. is the average temperature like in in Hawaii? Um, well, right now we're in uh, late August. Uh, it's hovering around the highs are like. You know, high 80s, kind of going into the 90s. Uh, the lows uh, here on Oahu today, I think the low is going to be like low 70s ish, okay. maybe. So is that um, pretty standard, like all the way through the year, or does it change much? Um, it, it sort of fluctuates. You know, different islands have uh, you know different elevations, but here on Oahu, it's uh, yeah, we're it's pretty flat, so it's pretty pretty much the same, um, other than rainfall. Yeah. I would say though anything below once it goes below seventy degrees, um, 
I'm, I'm putting a sweater on. So that just shows you, you know, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, so Japanese flash brew, uh, mm-hmm. originated in the sixties in Japan, um, kind of similar as far as what you're, um, talking about there with Hawaii, as far as the heat is, they were looking for, um, a way to make coffee where it was cold. Um, and, uh, you know, just cause obviously it's hot outside. And so this is different than cold brew coffee and it is different than just straight up drip coffee or even drip coffee that you put ice in later. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to speak to any of those or we can kind of go back and forth a little bit? Yeah. Um, it's very different. It's very unique. I like it particularly than those other methods because it's brewed fresh, it's brewed quick, and you really get the most out of the coffee, I would say, in terms of the experience from the aroma, the mouthfeel. Um, when you read the tasting notes from the roasters, it really pulls out all of those awesome qualities that you may not get with um, cold brew or drip coffee that you pour ice over. So that's a that's a huge reason why yeah, I, I enjoy uh, making Japanese flash brew. Well, and, and just for our one oneers out there to back up just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, for anybody who has not had this, what it is, and, and Mark and I will go into kind of the ways that, that we suggest doing it or the ways that we like it, um, is like let's say you have a pour-over. You can technically do it with immersion too, but let's just take pour-over, for example. Um you may keep your you'll keep your ratio of coffee to water the same, you know, whether that's a one to fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. But the difference is you're going to have only part of that as your pour, your hot pour, and the other part of it is the ice that you already have in the vessel that you're gonna either be pouring from or drinking from. Um, so there's a little math involved, um, but um, one thing I'd say, you know, when you look at the the three big ones would be like um, Japanese flash brew versus, like I said, cold brew versus drip or drip that you then ice. Um, you're going to get different aspects of the extraction and you're going to get a different taste and one advantage you're going to have like mark said is that you can have a cold coffee and drink it like almost immediately yeah so um you know with flash brew it's it it really is you know um it's handcrafted it's made to drink once it's done brewing you know for my recipe um that i'm actually drinking right now it took about three minutes and 50 ish seconds you know, from uh, my first bloom, from I start pouring with my bloom all the way to the full um, extraction into my decanter. So, um, so yeah, you know, compared to other methods, which may take hours, like cold brew, um, you know, or just drip coffee that may have just been sitting around and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do with it. I'm just going to pour some ice over it. Um, it, It's really, it's really a unique and um, great experience if you've never, never had um, uh, this version of iced coffee before. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101.
Okay, have a really special announcement for you 101ers out there, and this is something that we need everybody who is interested to jump on because space is limited. I have been approached by Stanford University to be an instructor in their continuing studies department on coffee. They are looking for somebody to teach a master class on coffee. And so for the fall of 2023, I will be doing that. And I want you to be there with me. So please go to continuingstudies.stanford.edu and just search the word coffee and it'll come up. So that's continuingstudies.stanford.edu. And the class is limited in size and the registration is only open for the next couple of weeks. So if you're interested, no matter where you live in the world, I'd love, love, love to have you come to the class and um, just, you know, tell me on the side if you heard about it through Coffee 101. And as always, appreciate y'all and appreciate that you love learning about coffee. Now, let's get back to the show. Like I said, you're going to get different. You're going to, if you started with the same beans, again, cold brew versus mm-hmm. flash brew versus iced coffee, they're going to, all three are going to taste the same because you're going to be extracting different things out. And so, like, if you're looking at, let's just take the the hot water extraction. Um, the first things that come out are going to be your fruity-type acids, uh, and then your sweetness, and then your body, and then on the tail end, if you go a little too far, um, bitterness. Um, mm-hmm. And so, the interesting thing to me, Mark, is... And I was thinking about this because yesterday, uh, in preparation for this, I had some flash brew at home. Is I was thinking, okay, so if I do a pour over, my overall time is probably going to be less. I guess I could, I could actually, and this is just me thinking out loud, I could actually change my grind to a finer grind to extract more over less time. And that might compensate a little bit, but if I didn't do that, then I'm not going to get as much body, say, on the back end mm-hmm. because I'm using less water because part of my water is in is counted as the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to thinking, I was like, okay, but I could do an immersion, and so I so the one that I did yesterday, I did with a clever dripper um and i used less water but i used the same or maybe even a little more immersion time to see if i could extract Mm. out more of the body on the back end and then put it over ice um have you ever thought about any of that or do you have any experience with any of that um i'm really interested in hearing you know more about the clever because i actually don't own one particularly there's a bunch of shops here in hawaii that do and you know i'm just so like mesmerized. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I need to get one. So um, they're super never easy. Had experience. Yeah. And you know, the, it, it's kind of like a hybrid, you know, with the pour over, but you also close it up. So it becomes like an immersion style uh, brewer. Never had experience with, with, uh, with that. Um, I, I brew, I do my flash brew, you know, with a, a Hario V60. So, um, but yeah, never had that. 
opportunity. What um I mean what kind of uh like roast level mm-hmm. um do you like for a flash brew and is it different than if you were going to do a coffee by your choice for like a drip coffee? Oh, that's a good question. Um I do play around with a lot of different roast profiles. Um, you know, specialty, we are always tending to be in the more light to medium range, but lately I've been actually trying a lot with, um, with darker roasts to see how, how it comes out. Um, you know, like you said earlier, playing with grind size, you know, I tend to go more on more finer, um, on my grind just so that the water has more contact with the coffee before it, um, drips through the bed and ends up in the decanter. Uh, but I found really great experiences. Even right now we're, we're in summer, uh, medium dark roasts really brings out, you know, these awesome, like dark fruit, uh, butterscotch, like hazelnut kind of thing. So, um, and, and their blends too, you know, some with Hawaii grown coffee mixed in with things from central or South America or like, you know, even Indonesia. So, um, yeah, I, with lighter roasts, very like nice clarity, very clean um, sweetness. Obviously, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've uh, I've explored the range, and I think I think the really great thing too about flash brew is um, it tastes great no matter what no matter what roasts you um, you use. Yeah, and you know, interestingly, so you said uh, you do tend to maybe. Uh, grind a little finer mm-hmm. my theory is that by default whether you realize it or not and i could be wrong is that you do that to get a little more body on the back end um, mm-hmm. because i think at least for me for a pour over for a flash brew um, like a light roast just I, I like having a little bit of body um, in there. And so like a light roast by itself, not changing anything else um, is, is not my favorite. Um, but like if, if I were to grind it finer or if I were to do an immersion where I, you know, hold it in there for a little longer, or if I were to go to say like what I did yesterday, I, in thinking about this, just started out with a medium roast, then to me, that that personally makes a better coffee, and mm-hmm. and you get kind of like what you said. Um, I think you said dark fruit, or you said something like that. But but in my head, what I'm thinking is you're you're pulling out that fruity on the front end, but you're still on the medium roast or medium to dark roast. You're you're easily getting that body, which is which is um, which you you pretty much always get um, Mm -hmm. with those darker roasts. Yeah. And, you know, I'm drinking, you can hear the ice, maybe I don't know if you can hear the ice to the microphone, but I'm drinking one right now. And um, exactly what you said, you know, that, that finer, that finer grind um, versus a traditional, you know, pour over um, grind size that I would use. It definitely, you taste that, that nice um, body, heavier, little heavier body and mouthfeel to the, to the that goes with the coffee so yeah completely agree with with that yeah well tell me um let's tell the one on um like how you specifically make your flash brew 
Yeah. So, um, in fact, I um, have a recipe that uh, that I wrote down. So, um, okay. the way I the way I start my coffee is I use uh, about thirty five grams of coffee, and as we said earlier, you know, uh, grind it finer than what you would for a uh, traditional you know pour over. Um, I used one hundred seventy grams of ice. Uh huh. And 365 milliliters of water. And um, yeah, my go-to uh, brewing device is the Hario V60. So yeah. um, after I prep everything, ready to go, um, start with a bloom, about 70 milliliters of water. And then that's about 35, 40 seconds. And then after that, continue to my first pour. We're at about 170 milliliters um, then I keep doing 50 milliliter increments until I reach my um, total of uh, volume of 365 milliliters of water. Uh, my brew time is roughly about three minutes and 50 ish seconds. Then I just keep swirling after I'm done with my with my pores. Just swirl until all the ice is uh, melted, okay. and then. Load up your favorite cup with ice and enjoy. Just pour it right over, and it's it, it's the best, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, way to prepare iced coffee. Okay, so you so you do it over the ice and mm-hmm. you stir it until the ice is gone, mm-hmm. and then you put it over ice. Then you put it over ice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> so one thing to say as an aside, which I forgot to say earlier, is um, you know some would argue that that doing it this way does kind of lock in some of those aromatics and, and some of the flavors that you otherwise might lose, um, on a hot coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, so, okay. So that is Mark's way of doing it. Um, and I didn't think about putting it over ice when done, but that makes sense. Um, and I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell y'all my, this is how I did it um, most recently. And this is completely different, um, but also I think a good cup. So I used a medium roast coffee for the reasons that I said earlier. And I used around 20 grams um, of coffee. Now, when Mark was, I was listening to Mark, but when Mark was talking, I was doing some calculations and his ratio is about uh, when you add the the hot water and the ice together is about a 1 to 15 coffee to water ratio. I think it's like 1 to 15.2 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So interestingly with me, mine as well is somewhere under a 1 to 16. So it's like a 1 to 15.8 or something like that. Um, So... What I do is I do it as an immersion with a clever dripper. And I do, for that 20 grams, I basically split up two-thirds, one-third. I do two-thirds as my hot, um, which would be 200 milliliters, and 100 grams or, or milliliters as my ice. And what Mark was saying about stirring up at the end to get all of the ice uh, melted and then pouring it over ice. One thing I noticed is that towards the end, 
most of my ice was melted, but not all of my ice. And so, and so I did not put it over ice. Um, I just kind of drank it as it was, but I do think that's a good, um, way to do it, especially if you're looking for just a really cold, um, drink. And for me specifically, as far as time goes with the clever, I let it go for about two to two and a half minutes. And I did give it one stir in the middle, but I don't know. And one of wonders y'all can play with this and see what you think and, and let us know. Um, I gave it one stir in the middle, but I felt like when I actually did the let it drop, that it kind of stalled a little bit. Um, and I think it was because I stirred and those fines like just went down mm-hmm. to the bottom. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe try it without stirring it and see what happens. Um, so yeah, so that's how I did it, and it was a. I thought it was a good cup of coffee. Yeah, um, you know, the the thing about and and I drink you know cold brew, but you know the thing about cold brew is it it you really get a lot of the chocolatey, um, you know, like tasting notes, descriptors, things like that, um, and that's what you know me testing doing cold brew with a bunch of different types of coffees and roast profiles. I must say though, with with a flash brew, um, you really get a lot of what the roasters intend or what you read on a on a on a label. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, just having it over ice on a on a hot you know day here in Hawaii, it's uh, it's quite refreshing. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, um, I want to shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk right. a little bit, just a little bit about Saver Brands, and then I got something, um, you know. Uh, kind of very pertinent right now um, that you and I wanted to talk about. But um, let's talk about Saver Brands real, real quick. So yeah. Bag Company, so for all of the one-on-oneers out there who are um, just thinking about getting into coffee or you're into coffee and you're um, looking for a bag, you know, design and, and whatnot, uh, Saver Brands is a great company for that. Um, I can attest to that. Our bags uh, come from them. And, you know, we don't do uh, sponsorships on here. But if, if you know, if if a business or, you know, whatever, we just flat out think does a good job, then, you know, we're going to say that. And we think that y'all do a good job. Oh, thank you so much, Kenneth, for the kind words. Yeah. Um, I'm the director of coffee at, at Saver Brand, so I get to do really fun stuff like, you know, talk to you, get to meet roasters, you know, from all over the world. But, yeah, we, we do coffee packaging. Um, we've been around for over 20 years here in Hawaii, but, um, you know, on the, on the continent, the U.S. mainland and internationally, you know, we work specifically with coffee roasters, helping them um, brand and, you know, put their story onto their packaging. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of really cool things that we do. Um, we're already starting to branch out even more, you know, with technology, you know, we have a, we have an app, we do, you know, we're all mindful of, you know, the environment, carbon footprint of coffee too. So, you know, we have education through, you know, R plus R. I handle a lot of the educational side of things too, with, um, how coffee is grown and connecting them with roasters. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a really, it's a really great place to work and, um, you know, we put on our bag the word pono. It's a it's the Hawaiian word for it's it actually means you know to do the right thing. So um yeah. you know we put that down, we showcase a new bag every year, but um that's in a nutshell, in one word to define, you know, our our company's uh culture of how we work, uh live and, and play here. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, I think that's what we try to do with Humble as well as far as the what I call do the right thing. And I fully believe that, um, you know, if you help, you know, the next person out, uh, even not expecting them to then in turn help you out, um, I think it just helps everybody across the board. So, mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, I think, you know, companies like y'all are, um, make coffee a better, um, I guess, business environment, uh, to be in as far as like growth and like pushing the envelope on, yeah, basically just making things better. Oh, thank you. And, you know, Kenneth, you do the exact same thing, you know, even though we're separated, you know, thousands of miles away, you know, you're in Mississippi, we're in Hawaii. I, I completely agree. Um, you know, we have the the same values, you know, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's great working with you and seeing, you know, how humble has, has, has just grown since, uh, since we first met. Well, I appreciate it. Um, and on kind of a more serious note, um, you're in Hawaii and no matter Mm -hmm. when somebody is listening to this, this is recorded at a time when y'all have had just recently, uh, significant devastation um so can you speak to that and um tell us how that is impacting hawaiian coffee and um you know the growers and everybody out there and and what our one-on-oneers can do to help yeah no i appreciate this this opportunity you know kenneth um yeah it's been about a few weeks you know early august um Maui, specifically, you know, uh, Lahaina, Kula, country Maui, um, they were devastated with uh, wildfires. Um, you know, back in 92, the island of Kauai was hit with uh, Hurricane Iniki, which devastated that island. Um, you know, here, another hurricane, but hundreds of miles away, you know, um, while wind and, well, while rain didn't affect it, the winds did. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of devastation, like you said, um, happened. Um, and yeah, in terms of focusing, you know, focusing it through the coffee lens, um, you know, I had the opportunity actually last month to go to Maui. Um, they have their own coffee association they're the Maui coffee association. And they had this wonderful event called the seat cup festival. It was just a celebration of, um, you know, everyone in the coffee value chain there on Maui from growers to roasters to baristas, um, yeah, it was a huge community event. Um, not only coffee professionals, but people from all over the community came came down. Um, and, you know, little did we know, you know, the next month after, you know, this is all happening. So, um, yeah, it really puts things into perspective. Uh, right now it's harvesting season here, here in Hawaii, you know, across most, if not all the islands. Um, on Maui, I know for sure. And um, in Lahaina, the the Maui grown mill, um, it's a it's a very critical piece to the um, to specifically to Maui's um, coffee production. That uh, their retail store, um, you know, the the mill itself, you know, was destroyed along with the inventory of uh, green coffee there that that was ready to to ship out. So um, as we speak, um, efforts are tremendous efforts are being made to build some sort of mill to get this coffee that's being harvested right now, uh, processed and ready to ship. So, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of people are are doing what they can to get that up and running. Um, you know, so I've been in talks with folks from the Maui Coffee Association and, you know, here locally. And I don't know if, you know, your, your reach is probably really, you know, it's definitely really big, you know, Kenneth, with the success of this podcast. But um, right now what we're doing here in Hawaii is they've actually asked for a ground coffee um, because there's so many volunteers, you know, uh, first responders, um, people that just need coffee right now, um, you know, the people of Maui. So um, folks throughout the state, throughout different islands, they're donating and sending over ground coffee and cups, other types of wares. So so this um, is just to, to for, for coffee for the workers or the people who are trying to rebuild? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is not going to, you know, for, to, this is going to take years to, um, you know, rebuild. So the, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty like tremendous, you know, the level of devastation that that's, you know, that you probably see on the news and, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, for like the immediate need just to kind of keep folks going, you know, we're, we're trying to help through, you know, sharing coffee with folks, you know, cause as we know, coffee is such a community, you know, like coffee shops are a cornerstone of, of every community. And it, you know, it's a place where people can, can just, you know, talk, talk story, you know, engage, connect. Um, so yeah, providing ground coffee just so that, you know, folks there can brew it, can share it, um, with, with everyone, you know, not just the volunteers, but just folks that, that could use coffee. Um, so we're, they're working on that. Um, there's also some really great, um, comp- well, I guess, uh, foundations, mm-hmm. if you will, that accept monetary donations. So, you know, one of the big ones that everyone's, you know, pushing is the uh, Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maui Strong Fund. So I can share, you know, we'll share some information yeah. about that. Um, but, you know, that... And, you know, I just think, too, it's really great to just everyone to kind of just educate yourself, you know, about, you know, Hawaii in general. Um, we're really, you know, like, uh, you know, proud people. You know, we really like to share what we, everyone knows as that aloha spirit. You know, we, um, you know, we give all we can, you know, to help out. So any kind of ways that you can, you know, reach and connect with folks to help out you know, is really appreciated. Well, what we'll do, um, Mark, is uh, we'll make sure, and, and 101ers, please look in the show notes for this episode. Um, we will put a couple of links. We'll put, we'll put a link or an explanation as far as like an address if um, people want to send ground coffee to help uh, currently, if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out. Um, and we'll also put, um, a link if anybody, uh, would like to donate or stay involved as far as seeing what's going on to kind of rebuild all of the community, including the coffee community. And, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go to y'all, um, out there, you, you proud people, you just like we are, um, in all these other states in the great United States. And, um, it was a pleasure having y'all on today, Mark. Yeah, you know, always great to talk to you, Kent. And sorry, one more, one more yeah, thing yeah, yeah. regarding, yeah, like the uh, efforts is we we have a, um, you know, Hawaii was selected again as a host 
Um, unfortunately, you know, the, we couldn't do roasters, you know, this year, um, but we're still going to be doing Brewers Cup and, um, you know, we're actually going to be rallying it. So the prelim will be um, the weekend of October 13th through 15th. Um, a bunch of volunteers of coffee professionals from around the state are currently planning it. And, you know, we're going to use that opportunity, that Brewers Cup um, competition kind of as a as a rallying point. Um, and we're going to be, you know, having vendors, artists, you know, probably musicians from, from Hawaii um, help contribute their talents and their time. And um, proceeds of that event will also be going towards um, Maui relief efforts. So, um, yeah, anyone, anyone not doing anything the weekend of October 13th through 15th, um, definitely come by. It's going to be on the island of Oahu, um, at Tradition Coffee Roasters in Kailua. Um, yeah, Lindsay and Brian, we, they hosted the, uh, prelim, the Roasters and Brewers Cup last year and, uh, had such a great experience and yeah, they've graciously offered their, um, their space along with, um, a lot of help from the Hawaii Coffee Association to put this event together. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get that out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll put a link, uh, for that as well. So we appreciate you, Mark. Right on. Thanks, Kenneth. Okay. So now you know how to do Japanese flash brew. The more you know. The more you know. The more you know. And, um, Mark kind of gave his take on how he does it. I gave my take on how I do it. Uh-huh. And they're different. Um, and that's the beauty of coffee is, Different you know, is good. It is good. And, you know, with coffee, one thing I've thought about a lot is compared to other products, uh-huh. um, you as the brewer, you have the opportunity to, like, finish off the product. You know, like when you buy cheese or when you buy milk uh-huh. or when you buy whatever, like, you buy that finished product. Right. With coffee, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, you're not buying the final thing that you're drinking you take the ownership as the brewer to finish off that product does that make sense yeah you can do a lot with cheese too well you can but but seriously like like think about it think about how i don't know i just think that's cool that 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 we can have a hand in the final product yeah and that it can vary even when we're doing, like, the same styles. Like, you know, if if Mark and I were to brew up, flash brew with the same coffee, same temperatures, everything, uh-huh. his is going to taste different than the mine nearest. is. Yeah. True. True. And um, real important for the one-on-oneers out there, again, if you're listening to this close to the time of the actual release, the wildfires have just ravaged through Maui, and this is going to be real important to, this is the one time that, of all the times we've done the podcast, that, that I'm, I'm really going to harp on actually going to the show notes. So go to the show notes, and we'll have some links um, on some different ways that you can get involved with helping um with the relief there. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that Mark said in the interview that, um, I think he, he came back afterwards and he said, actually, you know, maybe not this is he said people can send ground coffee for Uh the volunteers, which is a great idea. That is a good idea. But after the interview, he said, 
actually, he said, we have like a ton of ground coffee, um, and we do appreciate everybody sending it in and, and the support for that. But um, but he he still left me with a couple of different ways that people can keep in touch and, um, you know, find different ways that they can get involved as far as helping. So yeah, we'll make sure and have those in the show notes. So please check that out. Um, we would love for you to. All right, Katie, that's all we have today. So let's leave the one-on-oneers with a little different action item today. Do you want to drop it or do you want me to? Yeah, y'all just go um, make sure you're educated about the situation in Maui right now because that's something that's really important. And go check out those links, see how you can help. Um, if any of those links don't lead you to something where you feel like is like the right opportunity for you, you can do tons of research online and figure out how you can um, give Maui the help that they need. So, yeah. All right. We love y'all, and our thoughts and prayers are with the folks in Hawaii, specifically Maui, and specifically the coffee producers and the mill and everything that's there. So, love y'all, and we love those folks out there, and um, we will see you next time on Coffee 101.